When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yes, yes. Welcome to episode 500 from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Ryan Kelly and the HomeLoanExpert.com, the sponsor of this podcast and our studio since the very beginning. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you. Jackson, welcome to episode 500. You weren't even born when we started this podcast. Right, right. I was merely uh, an apple in my parents' eye. That's right. Seed. Uh, right. I'm, I'm honored to be a part of, I'm trying to think, I was trying to think in my head how many I've been a part of because there's, you know, times. I would the, guess probably 90. I would think, number. I think it might even be more because in the fall we do two a week with right, the Pick Six podcast. So I think it might, yeah, I, th- I think it's around 100. Mm-hmm. Not honored to be around for every single one 20%, of them. 20%. Yeah. Uh, this podcast started on, I believe, October 1st, 2017, mm-hmm. with a long-form interview with Gary Pinkle that I did at his home, um, and I had a lot of political interviews at the beginning, mm-hmm. and here we are now, 500 episodes, nearly five years in, and at the moment, it's interaction with the audience on essentially what the audience wants to here discussed and whoever phrases it quote unquote the best the way it catches my eye the most I suppose is what we'll wind up discussing um, now what we've done the last three episodes if I'm not mistaken mm-hmm. certainly have caught the attention of our audience which is wonderful it wasn't a plan I'm glad that it worked out this way and a lot of it's been kind of TMA backstories, history, some kind of uh, anthology of sorts that was not intended. Uh, Last week, Jackson, Mm -hmm. I went two hours and 30 minutes. I'm dead serious. I had no idea I was going that long. Yeah, you asked me how long, and you're like, I think we're about two hours. I was like, whoa, we blew past two hours, half an hour Unbelievable. And I could have probably kept going, which is just fucking crazy. Isn't that crazy? I mean, I'm not saying that, like, isn't it amazing that I can right. do that? I'm going, it's fucked up. I right. really do feel that way. <laughs> like, I don't th- I don't think of myself and go, man, isn't it great that I can do that? Like, I think it's fucking weird. It's well, not right. Well, what happens is you're on a topic, and then another topic pops in your head real quick, and then there's the tangent on that, sure. and then you got to get back to the original but, but, but how often do we actually get back? What oh, do you think? Do you think we're on a 25% rate. conversion? Yeah, the conversion rate is sub- 30% for sure. Is that right? Maybe sub 40. It's it's not great. Well, we despite a lack do. of conversion rate, uh, people have been engaged, and I have received, and I it's just as we were sitting here, I received yet another one on suggestions for episode 500. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were talking about on TMA this morning, my, I don't even know if I would call it a fear, my realization 
that the expectations, at least what I think, mm-hmm. the expectations for episode 500 are like with The Godfather 3, uh, Game of Thrones, season mm-hmm. 8, yeah. Caddyshack 2. Absolutely. You, you see where I'm going. Yes. Uh, what was the one that you completed the Mount Rushmore with? Uh, Star Wars Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. I think that might be the, the I right think play. It is. You got mad when the plow said the Irishman. Ugh. And Despicable take. <laughs> and so, and the great news for you is uh, it's 1.07 p.m. in St. Louis on Tuesday, June 28th, 2022, and we have a sales meeting uh, at 2.30, and so you know that I have a hard out in a basically an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. You've got to be so excited about that. A, this a was day, such a strategic play. A day that, that Tim is free is we dangerous nothing, nothing to do, and the good topic on his mind means I sit here and have to piss for it's two gotta hours. It's got to be brutal. Yeah. It's got to Somet- be brutal. The, there's been a couple that like pop out. We did a three-hour one. The week after January sixth, twenty twenty one. Did we really? That was three. It was three hours and some change, and I. I mean, that was, and that was, was like. Was anybody on it? No, no. It was, just, it was you and me, and if you and know, I was probably in Florida. Right? Yeah. Well, so yeah, we were. So, there, like, oh I was God. sitting there in the oh, cabin. Piss, probably. You were, oh, oh, yeah. I was thinking about just leaving because I don't think you would have known. No, you of course. Clearly, wouldn't have noticed. But also, that's the thing. I wonder. Like, I. I don't. And again, I want to make this clear. I'm not. I'm not going through this. Is like wow, I'm really good that I can do this. I think it's a, I think it's a, I think it's a, a brain flaw. Hmm. I, I honestly do. I recall, and I may have cited this example before. Howard Stern and David Letterman. It was on Letterman's interview show on Netflix, and he said, "Isn't it amazing that this forum allows us to communicate like normal human beings when?" In reality, when we're away from this forum, we're absolutely bizarre. Yeah. And that is that is me. Yeah. I'm not those guys, of course, but that is how I personally feel. Yeah. Now, I'd like to think that my wife uh, and my children, I'll be one's five months old, so it'd be difficult for him to attest, would say that I am whatever, positive things. Right. But as far as, I just... Here's here's something I want I want to drive this home because mm-hmm. I told Jackson for episode 500 you're going to not necessarily play the role of an interviewer but you're going to be an active participant in this thing. Sure. One thing that I was thinking maybe to show how I've changed over the years and maybe it's an indication of where I'm likely going. I used to, for real, uh, fantasize about uh, the less popular MFF. Uh, Daily, probably, honestly, yeah. and that probably went on. I think the first film that really got me going was over at my buddy John Bernstein's house in the late 1980s. It was called Lady Chatterley's Lover. Mm. Uh, it'll be good for TMA Trivia Night. I was actually thinking it was going to be the film Wet Pink because you spoke no, about that No, well, it's a nice observation, and it's good to see it pop up for those playing TMA Bingo on the <laughs> Tim McKernan Show podcast to have Wet Pink hit as big. Uh, I can give you some Wet Pink background. Um, Didn't you say someone stole it from you? Yeah, or something? it was an unfortunate evening. The Lady <laughs> Chatterley's Lover, uh, I think, was the first time I saw Girl Girl Activity. Granted, it's in the late 1980s, not probably all that hot. And I remember honestly getting like a tingly feeling, dead yeah, serious. Yeah, that'll happen. And so from that point, over on Winona in South City, to I don't know when, relatively recently, that has been 
essentially the driving force behind everything. Yeah, your rosebud. If I make enough money, I can have my threesomes. Yeah, that's your rosebud. Thank you. Now my fantasy is I just want to be left alone and being in a place where no one knows who I am. That is my fantasy. And not getting texts or emails or DMs asking for shit. That is where I am now. I gotta be honest, the lesbianism is a much more whimsical quest. This has got it took a dark bleak, and the common denominator seems to be <laughs> working in this tidy little industry. I don't know. It, it, and again, it's not that I do, I, I enjoy doing the show. It's right. just some of the things I'd love to do the show, and I think that's why the Jupiter thing, or really any, because I now I've kind of thought about it, it's like, yeah, you know, some things have have worked out here recently. Maybe it just doesn't have to be in St. Louis. I just don't. I hate. It's. It's. I, what I'm finding is, and I've talked about this a little bit. Additions by subtraction, and the value of those. Yeah. A business is not deemed successful solely by its top line. I'm going to restate that again. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, 314-889-0503. Go online at evergreenstl.com. Longtime sponsor of the podcast. If your top line mm-hmm. is monstrous, mm-hmm. but your expenses are even more monstrous, well, what do you have? You're upside down. You are. So if in life you may not have the greatest top line, but the things that are negatives, i.e. expenses, I'm not talking about right. dependence, I'm talking about things that are negatives, if those are reduced, to me, what I have found at age 45, is that equates... For me, uh-huh. to happiness. Sure. And so as I sit here and I think about decisions that, that me and my wife are making, will have to make, I think about a lot of things that I don't necessarily want to continue to do or continue to deal with. And one of the things I fucking hate, I think I've talked about it, but maybe I haven't. Maybe it's been me and Anna Marie. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what my dad would call growing up playing the role. Have you heard me talk about playing the role? Yeah, just kind of just kind of doing things without a lot of well, essentially Instagram. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what is playing the role, Tim? I'll take a look at Instagram. Right. Now it's not across the board, sure, but it's oftentimes people representing that things are one way when they're not right, flashing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. when it's not essentially essentially driving around in a car you can't afford. Thank you. I've always hated it. Yeah. I've always hated it. Mm-hmm. Whether it was when I couldn't afford it or I could afford it, it doesn't matter. I've always fucking hated it. Always hated it. Hate gossip. And uh, and as is the nature. And listen, hey, it's great that, that now you are a part of mm-hmm. this show and it's 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 got a following, but it leads to gossip and just like, it, I just, so I can go to a place where I don't, you know, have to deal with it. I, that, that is attractive to me. That yeah. is attractive to me. Um, and not being known is attractive to me. Mm-hmm. And again, I've talked about it before. It's not Joe Buck goes out. Joe Buck knows people know who he is. With right. me, I'm like, probably don't know who I am. But then there's like one out of 20 people who do. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, you know, kind of like snapping a picture. <laughs> and, and it's it's a weird fucking, like they see Sasquatch in the wild. Right. And, uh, yeah, I don't like it. I don't, I really, and I just don't want to live like that, anymore, uh-huh. honestly. Yeah. So, uh, and I hate the winter. Um, and so I think about these things and I'm like, yeah, it's not about necessarily adding. It's about taking some things out. And so when I think about episode 500 
and what the listeners' expectations are, I'm like, I know I can give people something that will blow their fucking minds. Not a doubt in my mind. And you know some of the stuff, but not all of the stuff. And you know it would blow their fucking, like, blow your mind. Yeah. Yep. And I hate to say that because you're not going to get it. And so in that sense, it's really terrible to talk about it. But but the <clears throat> the analytic, as it always is, is that the juice worth the squeeze. Right. You're going to have to fill time here because I'm going to grab water for whatever reason. I have gotten a thing in my throat. Sure. Yeah. Juice, juice has to be worth the squeeze. You have to really weigh every factor. And if it's not going to be worth it. Not even in the slightest. No, it's not. It's not even. Like, it's not even yeah. close. It's like, right. oh, we got more downloads this week. It, it, it'll yeah, be exactly. nothing because right. the back end of the downside, if we're, if everything we're making here is essentially a P and L statement with life decisions, we are super upside down. It's not even. No. Um, at the same time, the stuff that I went into last week in episode four ninety nine. If you would have told me in 2007 that I would talk about all that stuff as freely as I did, I'd go, oh, God, there's no fucking way. Right. So with time, right. there's distance. And then I honestly did think about, because this has been, I don't want to say it's been torturing me. It hasn't been torturing me, but it's been on my mind mm-hmm. because I know the listeners' expectations. Uh, at least I think I have, especially based on the volume of emails, um, is essentially recording the, oh. the two things, yeah, uh, and then just in case something happens, they're there, right. and my story right. is there. And hell, I, you know, I guess it'd do no good if I'm gone anyway. But uh, then people can, yeah, I publish the, the podcast and you're, and you're on yeah, your yeah, 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 posthumously. Right. Uh, it's time for a posthumous podcast. But uh, but then honestly, I'm I'm worried somebody'd get it and it'd get out and yeah. yeah. And so, what, so then I, that again, so there's no upside. Yeah. And then you create that, yeah. even though I swear under oath, all of it's true. I mean, fuck. Uh, but you know, I just it's just we're just we're going along nicely, and I'm not looking. And I hate that. I hate that. I hate that I'm even talking about it. Um, but I also, I guess, one of the reasons why the thing has a following is because. The audience knows that whether they like it or not, whether they agree with me or not, that it's honest. Mm-hmm. And that's a uh, that's a positive thing. And I never want to fuck with that. Yeah. I never want to fuck with that. That's right. I mean, my God, the trust between audience and uh, host or audience and show. That's uh, you never want to fuck with that. No, that's, that's essentially everything that, that got me going in this stuff. So help me is that Howard Stern scene where he said, you know what? I'm never going to lie to you again when he was mm-hmm. doing the sporting goods store thing. Yep. So, um, you know, I mean, I'll just read some of the emails that I got. This one came in literally. I mean, we're talking here at one eighteen. Is the sales meeting at 2 or 2.30? I th- I, the notification I have in Outlook is 2. Oh, you are really in I'm a playing spot dirty here. For, yeah. I mean, I, th- I thought it was 2, but so I thought you got another email. last time. I always thought they were 2.30. No, they were, I thought they were always 2. Really? All mm-hmm. right, Jackson. Well, shit. Man, I'm telling you. Yeah, it does look like it's 2 o'clock in my uh, phone here. I thought uh, you got extra information saying it was 2.30. No, I was no, just no. going with you. I just saw it pop up on my laptop. Okay. Hey, Tim, episode 500 has to be, inevitably, an interview with Doug. Questions for him over his career, what attracted him to TMA in the first place, how it's evolved over the years, et cetera, like a sound story. But with Doug, besides Swope interviewing him after Swope's pins, we've never really heard from him Speak in an open forum. I'm just reading what's in the prompter. And hopefully you can get him to say a potty word or two. Thanks. Uh, Jackson, 
on my behalf, let's see if you know me well enough to know how I would answer that request. You would say you appreciate someone reaching out and you don't disagree with their premise, but that's just not how you and Doug's relationship works. And you don't think it would necessarily materialize like this person thinks it would, even though Doug is great and you're great at interviewing. I don't think that it would actually be at what you think it is because that's outside of Doug's role on the show, kind of. Yeah, I mean, minus uh, how you kind of uh, pageant uh, stumbled at the end with the kind of thing, and then also say, I uh, would say I'm a great interviewer. Uh, you wouldn't say that. I would say, but you saying that, I, I like what you summed up right there is essentially exactly, you know me very well. That's exactly what I would say. Yeah. Me interviewing Doug would be so fucking awkward. <laughs> Which might sound weird to the audience, yeah, but it just would be. Yeah, it would be. It would be. It would be outside Doug's role. It's just not. It's also. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think you interviewing Doug. It. It might be less awkward, but maybe not. I don't know. I actually have an interview with Doug from when I did that school project. Yeah, I. I should refine that and like post that in the fan page because Doug. Doug's approach to the show. Like I did get a few, not a lot. Of requests for like interviews with Doug or Doug to be Doug yeah. to interview me, yeah, yeah, Ooh. or learn to interview me. Uh, I, I just feel like the me, especially when all I do on this fucking thing is talk and basically interview myself. Like I go now on episode five hundred, you'll finally hear. You know, I mean, fuck, I said everything, everything that I can say anyway. <laughs> right, right, I think I, that's yeah, the thing. I that's think... What I'm like, what can't I? What haven't I talked about that would be a reveal for the audience? But with Doug, it's not who Doug is. I've said it a couple times, I feel like, over the last few episodes. I am so envious of his approach. And I don't think Doug would say he's envious of mine, but I think Doug may feel like I've gotten a lot out of what I got. Yeah. You know, and sure. he might feel like he's left some things out there because he hasn't been as... I guess aggressive sure. as I've been. I yeah. think that might be fair to say, but at the same time, I think he he lives a happier life than I do because he's not always thinking of the next thing, and I'm yeah. always thinking of the next thing. Yeah. I'm the guy on the driving range all the time, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, I'm the guy you might tell your kids about to point to, but not necessarily you want to be. <laughs> mm, yes, That's you know. Yeah, I'll work my ass off. Right. But uh, it's not necessarily pleasant. Uh -huh. uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm I actually I'm actually I'm pretty happy now. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Know. So so interviewing Doug would be such a disappointment for the audience. Uh, somebody talked about requesting like Iggy and a deep dive on Iggy. We're, we're, the, we're using the phrase deep dive liberally here yeah, over the last yeah, week. Yeah, we're deep diving. Uh, not to say Iggy, but. There's some suggestions there. Deep diving to a shallow pool is how I describe it. Yeah, I mean, Iggy and Iggy's, Iggy's role in the show. Iggy is, I mean, Iggy's incredible, but I, I mean, you know. We've done a deep dive with Iggy. Yeah, we've had Iggy on. I just don't. Um, so there are a bunch of things that, that I appreciate it. That's the thing, man. I'm tortured by. I just can't. I can't. I can't go to places right. that. Um, and honestly, with regards to one of them. And, and the, t the two, for the record, I can, I can tell you what the two are in my mind that people would be like, okay, I'd like to hear you talk about is the Albert Pujols, Jack Clark thing in 2013. It's almost been a decade. Um, and 
and then our recent time at KFNS. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, there's no, re- there's just zero upside to get into it. And, yep. it. and actually, I would tell you there's a lot of potential downside. And so that's why I can't. But I can tell you that whatever you think you think you know, I don't even know if you know 25% of it. Yeah, scrap it essentially. <laughs> like just so, scrap what you think you know. So, but, so I don't know if I'll ever talk about it, honestly. At the same time, by the way, outside of our audience, I don't know how, I don't, I mean, I, I mean, it's, it's certainly interesting, mm-hmm. even if you're not in, into this because of all the things that went on and really, really went on. But, uh, you know, I don't think, I don't sound like I'm sitting on a secret of, no. of like the, 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 the community will stop. It's just right. the TMA community would go, you gotta be fucking kidding. They'd go, you gotta be fucking kidding me like 20 times. Yeah. And maybe so much so they'd think I'm making shit up. But I've been, with, with the reaction to the Morning Grind stuff um, and the CBS Sports 9, 2590, the man, 13, the woman stuff, it's been great that people are so invested in it. And that's why I'm like, I wish I would have started 498, 499, and then 500 would have been the Morning Grind thing. And right. I timed it out poorly. Right. There also has been the suggestion to just go fuck it and run the Pat Maroon, David mm. Freeze interview, mm-hmm. which still has not been released. And here's the circumstances. Less than 48 hours ago, Pat lost a playoff series for the first time since 2018, and I'm not going to hit him up and go, hey, uh, that interview we did two years ago, you mind if I... I'm not going to fucking bother the guy, you know? My guess is he probably wouldn't care, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, he owns 50% of it, and it's not my place to just go, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to run it because I have episode 500, and I, you know? right. So Jackson, there's there's some there's some background on my uh, tortured existence on uh, episode 500. At the same time, maybe you will tap into something that leads to something where I'll go, "Fuck, yeah, there we go." Well, I would say, and it's kind of a question that I have, maybe just even a thought, as you kind of talked, you touched on how your quest changed from lesbianism to just kind of being left alone. When you entered, because you entered... Left alone with regards to, like, right. I, I want to be with my family. Of course. And my close yeah. friends, the ones I've known for a while. Sure. Going back to no. South City or my high school. But kind of touch on how your mindset, both professionally and in life, has changed since you got into the industry and to now, and how TMA has affected that and how the crazy things that have happened in this industry since you got into it has kind of changed your mindset from both a professional and a personal perspective? Hmm. Well, I think what happens is, I don't know how to explain how I conducted myself on the radio from 2004 to 2000, because I feel like 2010 was the turning point. And why was that the turning point? Because I had to sit on the other side of the desk and mm-hmm. start paying Jim Hayes and paying Doug Vaughn and paying producer Joe and paying salespeople. And actually, you know, I'm sitting here talking about a PL statement like everybody knows what one is mm-hmm. and I'm not a business guy fuck I didn't graduate from college um but once you have to do that like I listen to the no laying up podcast here's one of the tangents and will we return to your question it's up for grabs I don't know it's I'll say 20% we do the no laying up golf podcast mm-hmm. there's a reason I'm bringing it up they bitch about the coverage of golf in commercials and then they were bitching about the LPGA championship and the time slot this is one I just happen to be listening to and I love the podcast. Sure. I obviously listen to it on a regular basis. But when they start getting into this, I go, God, and I think these guys went to Miami, Ohio, so they should be 
pretty intelligent and they're running a business themselves. Mm-hmm. How in the fuck do you not understand that you don't have the coverage, the tour doesn't have, if, if you don't have the commercials? Like, I don't, right. like, what are, like, you it's such, it's, it's like something like you'd see, like, on a, you know, like a bad, like, burner Twitter account. Yeah. Much less a, a podcast that is super successful. Right. So, you know, it's, it's kind of like, I guess, to try tie it into the TMA world, it's like when, you know, somebody says, boy, it'd be great if so-and-so were on the show. And, man, it'd be nice if that was on the show. I really miss this person on the show. I mean, it's like, we're going to have 30 motherfuckers in the studio. Yeah. You know? Right. And, and, and outside of just how bad that would sound, and, of course, that isn't what people really want, uh, there's also a budget for a show. Mm-hmm. And there's a... You know, there's a return on investment, just like for an advertiser, that if we're going to spend X on the show, and I don't what what the goal of whether it be Hubbard or Inside STL back in the day, uh, wants to, like, if you're spending X, then you want to get 5X yeah. in revenue off right. of, your, you know, to give you that, whatever it is, who knows, mm-hmm. um, that you, once you sit on the other side of the desk, you think totally differently, and I once I sat on the other side of the desk, feel like my personality on the radio calmed down. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not like I hear that stuff from the morning grind often. I don't even know if I've heard it in 2022, and maybe I only heard like a segment in 2021, and it made me cringe. But uh, when I when I think about attorney, and I also, you know, I, I was uh, engaged uh, after getting divorced, mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing that maybe I underplay, but also it's not something that just out of respect for my ex-wife, who I think is a wonderful person, it's not It's not like, oh, I can't talk about her because she sucks. No, I sucked. She's a wonderful person, but out of respect for it, she has no interest in being a public figure or mm-hmm. part of the story publicly. That's, that's our story, and that's the agreement that we have, albeit 15 years ago, but still, out of respect for it. But I think that played a role in it, too. I, I think... Uh, and I'm sure plenty of the people listening to this, men and women, um, have been divorced or might be thinking about getting divorced. Uh, there may come a time in your life, Jackson, where mm-hmm. you'll think about it. And uh, and I can't imagine, although maybe I'm off on this, that, that you come out the other side of it without looking in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Although, as I was saying that, I caught myself and thought... Yeah, it does seem like oftentimes people just motherfuck their ex yeah. and then don't take accountability, right. you know. Right. Uh, to me, from my standpoint, I don't know if there's any situation in the history of marriage where it's 100% one person's fault. Right. Maybe there is. I don't know. But either way, when you um, get divorced... And then also in a matter of, you know, a year's time or two years time, now you're sitting on the other side of the desk and the employer, Mm -hmm. to me, that forced some maturity that those two sets of circumstances, had they not happened, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'd still be acting like I was acting, Mm -hmm. but, um, and it might've been better radio. Fuck, I don't know. It might've been better radio. I I bet the people who really liked me then, I don't know, it'd be tough to... I don't know. Maybe it's, it'd be tough to, to, to know uh, what they think now because who I am now on the air is so different than who I was for the first five years of the show. I'm going 2004 through 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I guess you would call it maturity, self-awareness. Like, for example, you get Facebook memories pop up. I don't know if you get them because for you, Facebook, you know, is, <laughs> yeah. is for the olds. Right. Uh, but God, in 2009, I mean, my friends, because it's not like I'm like 19. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm 32. Mm-hmm. And I see, and they're, I don't know why they're popping, I guess because it's World Series of Poker time. And like, I am, I'm 32 years old. 32 is eight years away for you. Mm-hmm. I'm 32 years old on Facebook, either bitching about airline service <laughs> and how I got to get to Las Vegas to play. And I'm posting updates of my chip stacks and what guys do in hands. And I'm going <laughs> like, I get that for me, that was a big deal. And I did have people who were interested in it, who followed me and I was quote unquote friends with on Facebook. Yeah. But I also am and was friends with a bunch of people who certainly now, but even then were successful. Yeah. And, and also my real friends, like yeah. people I know and hang out with or, you know, went to school with, whether it be St. Gabriel, St. Louis, U High, University of Missouri, who were like, you know, had families and accomplishments. And I'm looking at that and I'm going, I mean, yeah, it was 13 years ago, but that means my friends were right around 32, 30. And so usually I'm young for my class, so probably older and probably had kids. And they had to be looking at that going, this fucking guy, something's wrong with him. Right. Like he's got to be, again, he's got to be on coke. <laughs> and I feel like the coke thing is becoming, I'm bringing it up a lot. Like I'm like really fighting it. Like the guy who's closeted. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, Paul Lynn for the right, block on right, Hollywood like, I swear I've never done coke. <laughs> yeah. But I look at it and it pops up. I go, God, fuck me. Yeah. Like what an asshole. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm bitching about the way a guy played a poker hand on Facebook. Like, fuck off. I think you need to bring that back. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think you need to live tweet World Series of Poker Oh, hands. It's all, like, like, usually at this point, Facebook memory, and they'll just pop up apropos of nothing. They'll be like, oh, I look forward to seeing me and Anna Marie or me and right. Jameson. And then if I see it's like, Southwest has got to get their act together, I go, Fuck this guy. Who is this motherfucker? Oh, it's me. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. So I look at that and I go, that guy mm-hmm. became in a matter of a year or two, I don't want to say a totally different guy, but that guy isn't me anymore. Sure. That's for sure. Right. And I don't say that like as a as a success story because again, I was 32 years old, and it's not like it just like stopped in June of 2009. I was 32 years old, and I was doing that shit, and I'm going, what in the, like, how, like, I'm sure my parents, although they, my dad's definitely not on Facebook. I don't know if my mom was on, my my brothers, uh, and like my close friends, they had to be like, what's this guy doing? fuck's going on with him? For real. Like, I look at it, and a part of me is like, how come somebody didn't say something? I can't, I can't, because I sit here and I talk about how you act on social media is a instant tell as to whether or not I would want you involved in anything that I'm involved in business-wise right. or the show. I mean, an inst- like there's some people contact me for job opportunities and I've seen how they act on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram and I'm like, I don't care if you'll pay me to come and work here. Yeah. I'm not fucking having you in my life in any capacity. Fuck off. And I look at that, and I'm like, I'm that motherfucker. Right. I'm that guy. <laughs> yeah, if someone scrolled yeah. far enough, they oh, might have my God. Oh, <laughs> fuck. So, to me, it was forced maturity 
because of something that I hate and I will hate until the day I die because now it's been close to 15 years since I've gotten divorced will always bother me. Because you think when you get divorced, uh, and again, it, it depend, everybody's situation is different, and to, to even talk about it um, is not fair. But I, I, can, I can speak to my situation. You think that you'll just be like, oh, yeah, it's you know, blip on the radar. And in my case, we weren't married long. We didn't have any kids. So relative to a divorce with kids and being married a long time, certainly relatively, yes. But you think that you will be just like, oh, yeah, it's past. It, it's something that will always, always bother me. Right. Always. Because it was me who did it. Right. Uh, and I, it's like it was an it. Just like I take responsibility for the failure mm-hmm. of the marriage. And and that I think was a wake up call. And then the, the the fact that it was essentially put on my desk. TMA continues, but you're going to have to pay everybody, or you go do afternoons at KFNS, and then TMA is over. And that's that to me. If you're marking moments on the TMA timeline, that's probably the most significant. Even yeah, though it's probably one that you know most people who are listening now weren't even aware of it. Yeah. But yeah, so it's a great question you asked. I appreciate you. Um, and when I think about it, the, the fact that those two things happened in that amount of time and I was a little, um, I don't know what the right word would be. I had some dirt on my Jersey, so to speak, from the stuff that we talked about last week in episode 499 right. with the way the KFNS thing went down and I knew what they were trying to do and I knew mm-hmm. I wouldn't let them win and I didn't let them win. And we mm-hmm. won. Not that it was, you know, not that it was beaten you know duke in the ncaa tournament it was you know it was it was a 16 seed but we won and it wasn't easy uh to get through it and keep my shit together me individually not the show me individually keep my shit together not lose my mind and i kind of felt like okay once i've done that now like okay let's see it's like when you win something whether it be in basketball or any sport Mm -hmm. especially if it's an individual thing and you go okay fuck now i've done that right okay now i know i can do it yeah so you combine that with it, and I think that 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 allowed us to kind of go on an upward trajectory into a place that where the show, I mean, if you look at the shows, you know, I mean, hell, over the last, you and I have become aware of the downloads on the show, and the show's downloads, and, I, I, and it's like, who's going to talk about it if we don't talk about it, but then does it just come off as a blatant brag? Because we don't post about it, Mm-mm. but just for those of you listening, like, the, the show's downloads, they haven't doubled, but they've they're getting in close to doubling since we got over here yeah the average would be uh, the average oh you like, might know better than i do i'm talking about the high right like the, the high, high was three hundred fourteen thousand at kfns in october right, of 21 right. so it's not double and now that. it's like 500 the high what was it may was 500 something thousand five, 530 five, or something. yeah 520 which is in, in, incredible and we're and the reason i bring that up is with re- regards to the show the show's popularity is in a different spot than it was even two years ago, much less 10 years ago and so on. Right, right. You know. And that kind of leads me to another thought that I had. And in, in a sense, it's, you know, you talk about, we talked about with the man, I'm sorry, the morning grind era, how you, you thought that there was this lack of creativity in a sense. And I don't want to say that because I might come off the wrong way, but a lack of a show that just didn't interview beat writers you know a show that kind of you're talking about previous radio right yeah right just like how like there was a it seemed like there was a need for that and that younger people eventually like you said when you're giving out that t-shirt at friendlies you're like oh these are younger people so how do you think the content of the show has kind of aged or developed 
and why did it start like that? How has it evolved? And why do you think people are drawn so much to it? That's a good. That's another good question. Yeah, you're doing a nice job Thank here. Because I think that it's a lot about you know self awareness. It's a lot of self deprecation. It's a lot of character development, but also with a lot of you know when it's time to buckle down and do something, it always gets done, kind of thing. Yeah, I uh, I think actually. Because it is odd, like the, the the friendliest thing where people were lined up out the door to get the Doug Vaughn suspension T-shirt was one moment, and I think I may have talked about it, but if I didn't, uh, the 10th anniversary party of Inside STL, mm-hmm. which at this point was seven years ago. 2015, Fucking right? nuts. Yeah. Uh, when it, we did it at the brewery yeah. in the beer garden, and then we had the after party at uh, Truman's, if memory serves, and it was packed and it was so packed at Truman's after the beer garden thing was packed that I almost couldn't get into my own thing. They right. could, I mean, it was, and again, for real, I wasn't going there going, of course it's going to be packed. I'm going, you got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah. So we continue to be surprised. Like these numbers we're talking about with downloads. I was, we were still at the last sales meeting. It was, was sales two, two, two weeks ago. ago yeah. And I didn't know the number. I had no idea. And I, I my jaw was like, on the ground. I and the, and, and then again, I know it sounds like a brag, but I'm trying to do it in a way to convey, like, we don't expect this. Yeah. And this right. is not something that we set out to do. It's just kind of happened and happening. And then the balloon party thing. Yeah. If you would have told me a week into that that it would be whatever it is, and I don't, I still kind of don't know, <laughs> yeah, but right, I'm, right. Getting the, I'm under the impression it's, you know, doing well, uh, I would have never believed you. No. Um, and, and it would have been like, okay, it's it's fine, you know. But, but so the premise in telling these stories is it's not like we set out to do it, nor did we expect it. I don't know if I ever expect it. It's always, it's, if anything, I think I'm surprised by it mm-hmm. uh, still to this day. Like when Iggy and I played in the golf tournament, people are, are you know, clearly aware yeah. of Iggy and just like, God, this guy, he's, he's really wearing pants. You know, is that part of the, is, it, is it Andy Kaufman or is he, <laughs> yeah, right. is he really who he is? And I go, fuck, I don't know. I sit next to him. He's my partner. I have no idea. I don't know why he's wearing wool pants. It's 100 degrees out, but fuck, there he is with wool pants. So when I walked into Truman's and it was packed, that st- shocked me. When I saw the podcast numbers, that shocked me. The, the 101 thing that's that's turned into what it's turned into, that surprised me. Um, I, I will say this, and I don't know if I've ever said this one before, because this is something somebody asked me about bringing in the people close to me to tell some stories about the experience. And honestly, the truth is there'd be two people, um, and one could speak to the first four years of it, and then one can speak to the last however many, 14 years of it, um, and that would be my first wife, uh-huh. who will not be appearing on the podcast, uh-huh. I can tell you with confidence, uh, and Anna Marie. Mm-hmm. And uh, because my dad, my dad can speak to it to an extent, and then my mom could speak to it only because she's heard my dad talk about it. Um, but it's not like I've talked about it. I talk a little with my, my brother Kevin, I and mean, Kevin was an intern on the show, hence for my brother Kevin, by the yeah. way, for TMA Trivia Night at St. Gabriel's, yeah. uh, why he's thanked. Um, and he's turned into a hell of an entrepreneur himself. Uh, that with the show, the youth is what I observed at twenty in 2015 at both the Beer Garden but in Truman's. And I remember asking people going... You know, at that time, I was I wasn't forty yet, but I was in my late thirties, and the cat was whatever the cat was, and yeah. Doug was whatever he was. 
And I go, how'd you guys find 9.20 a.m.? And are listening to this thing. And it's a bunch of a bunch of young, you know, relatively speaking, but 20-something women, too, mm-hmm. 30-something women. I'm like, oh, it's like a podcast. We just podcast it. I mean, fuck, you're on the radio. Great, but it's a podcast. Right. And that's how it's viewed. And then my dad would say, as somebody who has been in sales and a general sales manager, both in television and in radio, Timmy, I'm telling you. Like my dad now, he goes, I don't listen. I, he goes, I listen to your show in 101. I don't listen. You know, it's kind of... <laughs> He doesn't say it, but I kind of get the sense, yeah, he could do with that. He likes the little piddle show. We can blame <laughs> He's him. He's a big little piddle. He's a little pompadour guy. <laughs> but he goes, I'll tell you this. So it's like, it's not his thing. Sure. But he'll say, he goes, I've been selling advertising for a long time. I've never seen anything like this. He goes, I don't know how many times. And I think he likes it. I think he's flattered by it. Maybe proud. I don't know. A little uh, bit of both. A little bit of all of it. Yeah. And when he'll say, when he's calling somebody and they'll recognize because his name's Tim McKernan. Right, right. And they get all excited because they think it's me. Mm-hmm. And honestly, they should be more excited to talk to him because he's 50 million times more likable and gregarious than I am. <laughs> you don't want me to be on the other end. It's like that old Michael Jordan commercial <laughs> where the guy just kept showing up to places and they're like, oh, here's Michael Jordan and they'd be pissed when he showed up. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. So he's like, I've just, I've never seen anything like it. But my wife would say, and I would say to her, and then he, another guy who, who maybe for the first time ever, I will, I don't even know if he, maybe I shouldn't say his name, but he's my advisor and he won't trust me. He doesn't give a shit if his name's you, <laughs> so I won't use it because maybe he wouldn't want it. But uh, in other words, he wouldn't be like, oh, thank you for finally acknowledging me. <laughs> he's been waiting for me. his he's flowers. Not, <laughs> he's not thinking that way. Uh, but we used to say, whoever makes the choice to bring us in, yeah. and I'm telling you, we've been saying this for a decade, we'll be going, how the fuck did we miss it for as long as we did? Mm-hmm. And that is exactly what has played out here. Mm-hmm. And so I guess all of that can sound like a brag, but I don't feel like it's playing the role, the shit I hate, because it's all just, it. This these are stories, these are truths, and we had to put up with a lot of bullshit that we... St- stuck through and endured, especially uh, me and my wife, but also, you know, you for a, a period of time, certainly Iggy, certainly the cat, certainly Doug, certainly the Plowhawk, certainly Gangster Pete, certainly Seymour, uh, producer Joe, mm-hmm. um, you know, to to get to this point. Right. And... Um, Takes a village. It, 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 that's the thing. And it's so it's, I, I in a way, I don't, like that I'm the one telling the story because other people would have other perspectives on it. At the other side of it, I was the one who put my house up to make sure we made payroll, you know, and to keep the thing going. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I do have that ownership of it because I took that chance, albeit so help me if 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 the situation were to take place in 2022... Actually, I might do it now just because I feel like I'm dealing with a more proven commodity than in 2013. But in 2013, part of the reason why it kept going was the fact that I was so ignorant, mm-hmm. which, again, it's not like I was, you know, nothing against being 24. But, you know, you kind of get some benefits of the doubt if you're 24. I was in my mid-30s when I did it that you're going, you just put your house on the line, motherfucker. Yeah. And you just guaranteed this much money if it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. They're coming for you. Right. Shit. That's a... It's, you know, Ryan Kelly 
wonderful sponsor of the podcast and TMA sponsor for years tells the story. And it's a great story. It really is. It really, I mean, it's, I mean, I just, I admire, I admire the courage of any entrepreneur just to take the shot, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't work out. Right. And his story, and he's been on the podcast before of putting his house on the line, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and what the courage it takes to do that, but the belief it takes to do that. If you feel like you've got something, his was a calculated thing. Mine was just like, oh, okay, fine, I'll sign it. Just dumb, mm-hmm. just dumb. Right. But did it, and it worked out, but it's kind of like, you know, a guy you raise, and then a guy re-raises you, and then you re-raise him, and then he moves all in, and you go, well, fuck, I've got King Jack. And then you call, and then you win. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. But Results calling with King Jack is yeah. not the right play in that situation. Sure. I don't sure. even give a fuck what he's got. It doesn't matter. If he's moved all in after four bets... He's got King Jack beat, and if he doesn't, then I luck boxed out because the, my cards hit and I won, but it was not the right play. So that's what I'm saying about 2022. Also, I have two children now, so the game changes, but TMA is more of a proven commodity, and you now have podcasting, and you can do things you couldn't do in 2013 yeah. now. Uh, so with all of that said, it, it's it's a different mindset. So I don't know. Because it plays like a podcast, I think that's why. I also think the content um, – and being free to talk about anything yeah, it's, it's, resonates with people and yes. resonates maybe with younger people and maybe makes older people feel younger. Yeah, I can I can speak to a sense because, you know, I was a young, very young person when I first started listening. And um, it was just always like the, the fact that it plays like a podcast, like you put it on and it's going to be an hour. You don't have to change it yeah. every, you know, you don't have to hit next. You know, it just plays and it plays and plays and plays. And I think the fact that the listeners are so involved with every show. That's a huge thing. I mean, where would we be without the text line and the emails? Like, that is... That's a huge thing. That comes from, I believe, because you didn't have texting when we started. Uh-huh. I mean, you might have had texting, but it certainly was in its infancy. Like T9. It came from, yeah, you're hitting a lot of buttons just to type <laughs> the. Uh, that uh, th- I would, it's not like I listened to a lot of Jim Rome. But I just remember that he would have emailers. Yeah, right. And then he would crumble. He'd crumble with them. It's terrible take. Orenthal. Orenthal. Patrick, would you like oral sex? Yes. <laughs> Patrick Ewing. Was he going to turn down oral sex in Atlanta? Of course he's not. <laughs> Patrick, would you like oral sex? Yes. Oh, crack him. Uh, so I'm just like, so when I start, I'm like, oh, let's do emails. Because yeah. that's a way. And I used to go on message boards when I was at KMOV uh-huh. because I thought it was important. And I still do, by the way. It certainly has caused a lot of headaches. And created a lot of like the 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 I don't even know like enemies uh-huh. who don't know me but think they do because like in the bubble of the message board I've become the right. bad guy. Right, right, right. But going back to it, I thought it was important to interact with the audience, mm-hmm. which may be something that I'm underrating. It's great foresight because I mean that's what I think is the reason it's still to this day so popular. Well, Part I'll tell you reason. this, and I don't know when I saw it, but I saw an interview with Mark Cuban might have been what led me to do it, mm-hmm. but I don't know when he really kind of came into his own. I have no idea what year that was. In other words, when would I have seen the interview? But right. it was a while ago, obviously. Right. And I remember him saying something along the lines of, I respond to every email you know, that's asking me a question. Uh-huh. Um, and so to this day, if somebody asks me a question and they don't like 
you know, I can, right. you know preface the, it. Yeah, with, with like a Hotmail or AOL account that's right. clearly a burner or right, something, right. just a way like take a shot. You know, that that's just okay. Delete and we move on. Or why the fuck do you let Iggy talk so much? You know, like you contact Iggy. You know, you're tough. I can tell. I mean, you're really tough. But you're emailing me about another guy. Right. Right. Not gonna speak on me. Yeah. So like, but but so to this day, I still do, and I. And if anything, I consider that, see, I don't, that I enjoy. That is flattering to me. Sure. People making shit up about me or my family or, you know, gossiping. And that's, that, that's whether I would be doing something in the quote unquote public eye or not. I just, it's just not my thing. It is not my thing. And I am looking forward to that as now my fantasy to withdraw mm-hmm. from, from that. Right. I cannot wait for that time that is for real it's been really kind of recent but that is that is now my fantasy right and just to be clear lesbianism still a fantasy nonetheless yeah it's just with a with a with a five-month-old it's uh unlikely but we're all dreamers Mm. um Mm. and then what last thing kind of with the content too is how excited are you there only could be like eight more minutes i know i didn't have to pee either so drink this water a little faster but i think for me, a lot of it changed, like, where I really almost got into it. And it might sound dumb, and it's not a shot at any of the reporters or anybody who works in media in general, but when guests basically went away, and I felt like that kind of happened 2015, 2016-ish. Because back in, like, the summer of 2014-15, once a show, there would be a guest on. There would be a baseball guest or someone on. Yeah. And I just remember once the guests were kind of – I remember you talking about, like, I've asked the audience, like, do they like guests or not? And I always just loved – I always felt they it, it it ground the show to a halt. That's it would take you out. And of I'm like, magic why almost. would we do? Why are we doing this? It's yeah. dogma, challenge dogma, right. challenge dogma. I'm not just talking about religious dogma. And I think that's what TMA is kind of the impotence of it is the challenging dogma, not doing everything by the book, but right. doing it how we think people like to hear things. Well, there's truth to that, but I would actually say the actual at the nucleus of the truth is. My belief, essentially this, if one or more members of the show and whether they're, it's like people like, why is an Iggy a host? I'm like, I don't find, what, what am I? I don't know what everybody's, I don't know what everybody's role is. Right. And I quote unquote own the show. Right. So why are you so worked up? And why, why, how do you, does everybody know what Iggy makes? And what, what is it? What are Right. I don't know where the fuck that came from. Right. Like, I don't even know. I actually, right. I really don't know what it's Iggy wild. makes. I have no idea. Uh, but either way, it doesn't matter. I don't know what you make. I hope you make a lot. I hope you make a shitload. Mm-hmm. Uh, but whatever, the truth of this show, and I arrived at this, I don't know when it was, maybe right around that time, 1450. If one or more members of the show, mm-hmm. and currently there are five, mm-hmm. so it's not just like me or Doug. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Iggy or whomever, mm-hmm. you, Plowhawk, if one or more members of the show are engaged on a topic, whether it be serious or whether it be humorous, Goofy, satirical, right. whatever, then most likely it will engage the audience. Yeah. And that's it. Yep. I have done radio, albeit a long time ago, um, for real, although maybe, maybe at the beginning of Balloon Party. Um, where you're just doing it and you're just talking, but you're not saying anything. And mm-hmm. there's a difference. It's like when Wesley Snipe and uh, Woody Harrelson are talking about whether or not Woody Harrelson as a white guy can, right, can hear be- Jimi Hendrix versus listen to Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. And so what I'm saying is you can be talking, but you can be saying nothing. And what I would ask the listeners is, I'm sure, and I don't really listen to a whole lot of stuff, <laughs> uh, but you know when somebody's... right really talking and then you know when somebody's really speaking to you right 
And so I think that, and I think that is why, like, for example, Iggy and Plowhawk today, and I had no idea they did this, like I knew they were talking about doing it, didn't realize they actually went out and did it. They talked about Roe v. Wade getting overturned on Pepper and Genie. I mean, Jesus, those are words I didn't think a week ago I'd be saying, or ever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. And so like the Warson Woods wacko, he goes, yeah, I mean, it was just ridiculous and made, you know, whatever. And, but, you know, I disagree with them and they're welcome their opinion. I'm like that to me, there is what we should all be striving for in the United States at this moment. Right. Like, you know, yeah, I, I, it was ridiculous. I disagreed with it, but you know, good for that. And there, God bless. Yeah. But I still like the guy. And so what he, I think he said, I still like the guys. Yeah. There exactly. it is. That's essentially. And I think there's a lot of that with TMA, it's I think one of I think a, a substantial thing that's taken place here recently, relatively recently over the last uh, I guess about twenty months is no politics. Yeah, that's a huge. That's because I remember in twenty sixteen I was never into that. Uh, I don't know if I would say it saved the show, uh-huh. considering what has taken place over the last twenty months. Um, that decision amongst all of us, you were probably in that. Te- yeah. I think it was a oh, text. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can picture where I was down in at our place uh, in, in Jupiter texting going, cause I remember going to dinner with my wife that night, January 7th, going, that, that might, I might be done. Mm-hmm. I might be done. I can't do it anymore. I can't, I can't. And then on top of it, like the audience is mad at me yeah, about right. other people's Doug's specifically opinion. Yeah. And I'm going, I'm not going to dress Doug down. Why? Cause I like and respect Doug. I just disagree with him on right. this. Yeah. And, but you're mad at me. You're not mad at him. I mean, fuck off. Right. You know, right. it's your job to shut him up. I'm like, no, it's, he's a, he's a, he's a good man who sees things differently than I do. Right. So what am I going to do? Talk down to him? Yeah. If he did that to me, but he was talking down about my, what you might consider to be liberal uh, perspective, you'd be like, fuck Doug. Right. Well, I'm not going to do that to him because right. principle doesn't change based on politics. Can't pick and choose. Right. right. So I'm not going to do that. But I think that was a substantial thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also think that the audience, when you talk about the audience's involvement, the audience's talent. Yeah, seriously. I mean, because now we have now we have we've gotten a little peek that not every audience texting in is is witty. That's that's a very <laughs> good the, the last six months have taught like maybe really appreciate how creative yeah. and talented some of the TMA. Oh, it's, 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 and it's not even some, it's like for real, it's like yeah. seven out of 10. Right. And there's some where you're just like, wow, I couldn't even. Like, and then like, 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 for example, there's been one recent one who's gotten really involved and I'm kind of like, okay, I gotta, I gotta right. stop reading this. You might right. know what I'm talking about. Oh, I do. Uh, and, uh, and not that it's a huge deal. No. But like, if it was like in balloon party, he'd be Chris Rock, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so He would have won some tickets a couple, right, yeah. a couple days in a row. So, I mean, it's, it's a different, and it's like, that's the thing about the audience is, especially individually, it's like Carlin, because I love people. I hate groups yeah. of people. I hate group think. It's yeah. why I like the fact that I was the rush chairman of a popular fraternity at Missouri, mm-hmm. you know, twice, two-term, like I look at that and I go, God, this guy, right. you know, doing that is fucking crazy. Now that's something you could like. That's psycho. You could psychoanalyze that and the connections you could make. There. Well, I know why I did it. Yeah. And there's a, there's a the God. You can get into that, and I could go into a whole St. Louis political thing that would kind of be mind blowing. But I, then I'd be violating the omerta, so to speak. Uh, but there's there is a reason why I did it. Um, and just to hit the hole, it's like 
well, I don't, I felt like it needed. I wanted to make change, so I did it, you mm-hmm. know. And I think I did actually, because my wife goes, "God, it's so weird to hear you talk about that place like it was." And I go, well, "That's because you're seven years younger than me, and so all the guys who I rushed were the guys who were the guys who then you got right, to meet." Right. It's a trickle down you know, effect. Yes, it's like drink in the recruiting class. You know, it's you got to lay the foundation. The historic. So that that's the thing. We did change it, but yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a group person. Because uh-huh. I'm not. That's why I think I hate social media. That's why I hate gossip. Because usually that's groups of people talking about right. people and just giving right. a fuck confirmation away. bias kind of thing. Yes, yeah. I just like to bullshit individually. Jackson, there's no way I can wrap this up now. I'm sorry to tell you that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think we'll take an intermission. Yeah, we'll take a little intermission. But I can't just go. Okay, well, we got a sales meeting. We have a sales meeting in less than a minute. Fortunately, it's like 20 feet away. Yeah, we'll come. It ain't going nowhere. All right, fair enough. So Jackson's gonna hit pause. We will take an intermission. Then we'll come back. All right, well, we're back from intermission, which was our sales meeting. Yeah. And let's see, what time that wound up? It's now 4.10. And that probably, we were in there until about 3.45. Mm-hmm. And then I went in and I saw Learn yeah. at uh, Keishi, and I started talking with her. Man, I'm a big fan. Yeah, she's great. I'm a big fan. She's outstanding. I'm a, I'm a fan in a different way than Iggy's a fan, I think, if, I, if I'm thinking of the... Fan yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, it was good. It was good talking with her. Uh, and I said, we got to have you back on, even though I think she's been on like four or five times. She's been on one out of every 100 episodes mm-hmm. yep. of the podcast. Be honest with me. How mad are you that I decided to have an intermission and come back? I'm not mad. Isn't the word not what you were thinking was going to happen? No, I because I thought we were going to go till. I thought the salesman was at two thirty. Yeah, and then so I, I therefore, there's that I'm getting in, and I don't even know what I'm talking. Right, about. therefore, you would have been like, okay, like I'll, I'll finish this up, and I'll wrap it up at like one twenty two, two twenty five. Yeah. Um, but then two o'clock came, and I was like, we're going in two we're parts. On. We're going to <laughs> two of the rare two. It's part. like when Quentin Tarantino turned and killed Bill, and it was six hours long, and they said, Quentin, you're going to split this into two. Uh, good or bad? Good. I like volume two better. Which isn't popular. My wife loves that movie. Oh, it's I don't know stuff. if she recall. I don't know if she has a preference on one or two. Godfather uh, one or two. Or are you on that? I think two is the better movie. I think one is more fun to watch. Interesting. Like I think two that might be a nice way to break it down. Like two, like the stuff in Cuba and two is genius. Like absolutely genius, and makes it such a good plot. And it's kind of like a reverse plot where like Michael is. It's total chess moves with Michael. He's really in his bag there. Uh, but the first one, I mean. Like so many, just the wedding alone is like so much fun. Mm-hmm. So I think one's more fun. Why. I feel like I, I mean, I've certainly watched Godfather 2 a hundred times. And the duality of times. De Niro and uh, Mike. Or yeah, I don't Young know. Maybe, maybe that's the, I don't know. For whatever reason, I certainly enjoy one, but I see what you're saying more. Right. More to fun watch. to watch. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I see what you're saying. More quotable like, lines. Sit, and like Anna Marie, you know, who is Italian. Sure. Uh, she's like, we really, because she watched part of the offer with me mm-hmm. so i'm just i said i'm just i'm just watching this thing mm-hmm. you know the this is we're not gonna wait for aiden to go to bed yeah. i'm watching this thing and yeah. that's just the way this is gonna be here uh and then she watched the final episode she goes we really just need to watch the godfather i said anytime yeah seriously just, i just don't think i've watched it straight through i go oh my god that's right like a, right i've i've heard a lot father of people would be so disappointed right and i've heard so many people say that they're like i've seen 
And even like, I bet people who haven't seen The Godfather know the most famous scenes sure. from it just because it's in the culture. Same with Shining is similar like that. Jaws is very yeah. similar like that. Like movies that are just so in the conscious, Star Wars, uh, that people like think they've seen it or seen parts of it. But really, like sitting through the whole Godfather is like a real treat. Yeah. Like, that's such a, when they close the door at the end, I mean, it's, it's just really good stuff. Yeah. It's more fun too and so sad. Like when Fredo dies in two, you're just like, damn it. No. Why'd you have to? Why'd you do that? Yeah. Why'd, you, why'd, why'd Michael do it and why'd Fredo do what he yeah. did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twos yeah. just makes you feel like shit. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice observation. Because you're like, Michael is an absolute monster. Yeah, Michael yeah, yeah. And now it's complete. Well, I can't wait for you to watch The Offer. I'm yeah, anxious for you to see it and yeah, see would... if you're on the same page with The Offer on Paramount Plus, is what I'm, I'm talking really about. Looking forward to it. Uh, before we go any further, and I honestly don't even know what the fuck we're going to talk <laughs> about, Jackson's kind of uh, asking some things here. Um, I want to make sure, because because really this is this is our business. We're coming out of the sales meeting. The sales meeting might be going, my God, the sales meeting went to three forty five, but that is why yeah. this is. You know, we're on episode five hundred, and I, they go, Tim, do you have anything? And I go, oh, yeah. And Jackson and I just got done. We're in the middle of recording episode five hundred, and they started clapping. I go, and in my mind, I'm like. Honestly, anybody can do it. I feel like everybody does have a podcast. Right. I guess that we have sponsors makes ours different. That certainly is one thing. And we have had some incredible guests on it and it has a following. And I'm grateful for that. And therefore, I want to make sure I call attention to our sponsors, Ryan Kelly, the HomeLoanExpert.com, James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling, and Jamie Burkhardt, and uh, Peter Munganess, and Clayton Patterson at Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. They have all made this thing possible. I am incredibly grateful for it. I love doing it. I think uh, it could take on another shape. This is kind of different chapters of it. It was mm-hmm. guests. QFTA didn't come along until a little later. I don't yeah. even know if it was like a year and it, I don't even, I think might have been a week where we didn't have a guest and we just needed to do something or something. Yeah, I think it was yeah. Iggy and Plowboy. Iggy and Plowboy would come in for, yeah, QFTI. I remember that video. You know, I don't know. I love doing it. And it's so weird. I don't, like, are you, let me ask you this. I'm going to ask you a question now. Sure. Are you tired? I bet you're not, but I'm asking it anyway. At 11 o'clock when we've done four hours, of, and, and it's different than, and it's not its not by any means, I mean, these stations are monsters here right. uh, that are up and down the hallway, but obviously, with the exception of 101 ESPN and the Riz Show, they're playing music, right, so they're not right. talking as much, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I certainly wouldn't have any other way. This is yeah. my preference, but with that said, are you tired at 11 o'clock? Like, you done talking? No, no, because with, especially with QFTA... QFTA is kind of cathartic in a sense because, like, it's totally, like, and it's tough to say, like, man, I'm really, they really reined me in on TMA. But, like, it to an extent you have to follow the FCC rules and there's certain things that, you know, we talk about or don't talk about. And then 101 is certainly well, I feel like I play a different position on these shows. Yes. Yeah, you know? I would say, I would say so. I, I bet I talk more in between 10 and 11 than I do if you take out live reads between well, 7 and 10. question, yeah. Wow, you say not even a question. Not even a How question. about that? Not even a question. So I'm a you, point guard on TMA. Yeah, you're Rajan Rondo on TMA. You're Steph Curry on. Oh, you Balloon went Steph Party. Curry. You went Steph Curry. I just a high high volume shooter on yeah. Balloon Party. But I have found that I enjoy doing it. Now, mm-hmm. you know, it's not 
I don't I don't want to portray it as like my love for TMA. TMA's got I mean it's deep rooted. It's half my life at this point, yeah. and obviously I have as we've detailed a lot of it. We've left some of it out. Uh, fought to keep it together mm-hmm. for you know a number of different uh, battles, but. Um, I have found that I've enjoyed it and kind of the way that, like, what it is now, which is a, such a credit to you, and I know you'll say I appreciate it, but, I mean, it really is. I'll say it just me and my wife just bullshitting. Mm-hmm. And I've said it to Tommy. Tommy's the head of programming here. Tommy Matter. I said, Jackson is in my head in the sense that he knows the things that will get me going. All he has to do is hit on one, just out of the five or six that you send over, and then we got a show. Yeah. And the great thing is with the one-on-one audience – that it's it's resonating yeah yeah and if it didn't it didn't I, I, right you know i really do i feel like i need to and i don't need to but it, i would like to explain why i talk about it like i do as far as like break it down as far as my compensation package. oh yeah yeah it's it's just, a picture. It, but it's it's just not it's not you know like if they whacked me yeah from 101 it wouldn't impact sure my life however the people who hate me would be like yes fuck right, yeah he right. got fired right um you know yeah maybe you maybe. know what i'm saying do you do you agree with this I, yeah they'd be okay. ready to strike yeah it's 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 you know that's just how right. some people are is that they just wait on the downfall right yeah and i know that that's there which is part of the reason why i walk the straight and narrow yeah because i know that that is a thing which is a weird thing i think i've told the story if i haven't maybe this would be a good one because this kind of ties into the Pujols thing. Mm-hmm. If I ever told you this story, the morning of, I think I did. I feel I know I've told the story recently, and if I didn't tell it to you, I don't know who the hell I'd be telling it to. The morning of the first show back, because the Pujols thing happened on a Friday night, mm-hmm. and all the detail that goes into it, like I would really have to like dig in because yeah. some of the things that went into it were strange for lack of a better term. I would need to do it live from a urinal. <laughs> uh yes. Uh that that morning of the first show back. So I've got a full Saturday and Sunday of oh yeah handling Sitting this. on it, yeah. There were people who were texting in. You know, the text line was open at that time or was part of the show at that time I should say. Uh I have been waiting for this for years, I did tell you that. Yeah, okay, I've been waiting so for this bad. for years, and maybe when I told you that, and I don't know if I said it on the air on the podcast, where sure, the fuck sure. I said it, like you were like, "Holy shit!" And I'm like, "Oh, I, I, I almost expected it mm-hmm. because I know." So in a way, and I, again, I don't know if I've said these things on air on a podcast before, but since we're doing this, because I know that that is there. And because I know this, what I would consider fraudulent portion of St. Louis, uh, the people who want you to know they're religious, mm. the people who want you to know or want you to think actually they're religious, because mm. I think there's a difference between yeah. uh, the way Kurt Warner lives his life and the people who want you to know they're religious, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kurt certainly wears it on his sleeve, but he actually lives it. Mm-hmm. Uh, as opposed to the fraudulent ones, the people who want you to think they have money, like this club, a club I have zero interest in being a part of. It's a gross fucking club that I know they're waiting because I color outside the lines, and if you're you only in the club, if you color inside the lines. Right. And so, hold on, this this guy talks about, you know, being agnostic. Uh-huh. 
He's coloring outside the lines. That's, yeah. That concerns us. He cusses on the air, and there's no repercussions. He colors outside the lines. That concerns us. Mm-hmm. And he's getting a fouling, so that concerns us. Talks about having threesomes, foursomes, fivesomes, sixsomes, whatever the fuck right. I've had, and he doesn't get taken down for that. Mm-hmm. This is dangerous because now we can't get him. Yeah, right. And exactly. he doesn't fucking care about being in the club. Yeah. This is dangerous. Yeah. And so, therefore, it's important that I don't fuck up. Mm-hmm. Like, like I always think like a DUI, like the only thing that could even be within the range of the behavior right. would be a DUI. Yeah. Because I know I don't fuck with drugs and I know yeah. what I really am, which is really kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. You know? Right. Um, that I've like I can't I can't fuck it up for agnostic perverts who cuss. Right. So in St. Louis, if I'm one of the faces of the agnostic perverts who cuss, then I can't fuck it up for us. Right. By like, because if you think about radio personalities over the years, like, oh well, yeah, but he had this situation or he did right. this or do you know he did this? It's like, yeah, I'm. What do you got on me? Right. I'm short. Nice. I mean, I can't do anything. Yeah. I'm bald. I trust me. I I was working on the Propecia plan. I stopped it. It's on me. Uh, been divorced. I don't know. You can't. You kind of like got... Eminem at the end of Eight Mile. What? What, what we the got last here? battle rap? What is it? Tell Pop me. I mean, I've seen Eight Mile, but I didn't know. I don't know where you're so going the, here. So the, the the entire bat last battle rap over. We talked about it today. Uh, Shook ones part two of Mob Deep. Um, he just tells everything that Papa Doc Anthony Mackey's character was gonna say about him, and he ends it with like. Tell these people something they don't know about me. Ah, and so he has nothing. He can't. So he just. Thing. So he just concedes the battle rap. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, I don't. That's nice. I hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, but but I mean, to me, like, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm proud that I'm agnostic. Uh-huh. I just am. Right. I wouldn't say that I'm like I saw like I, I stayed out of it when Doug and Iggy were arguing over cursing because oh yeah, it's yeah. Just like a, yeah. Know, it's just one of those things that I'm yeah. not even going to engage in. Yeah, I don't know. Like, that's how I talk. Sure. And most of the people I associate with use profanity when they're not around the radio or they're not around children. Or in my case, I know my in-laws, mm-hmm. you know, and right. I don't even know if they really care. Right. You know, but I just out of, I just know it's kind of the way they right. are. Now, my parents, it's great. You know, my dad, Timmy, that fucking guy. I love that. I <laughs> like that. Right. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like like the bar and biggies when I go to pick up food. That's my kind of thing. Yeah. You've been at the bar. And it's oh, not yeah. like, okay, it's Saturday. A, okay, God bless America. Yeah. That's my kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't want, take your pick. I'm not going to name an establishment because sure. I'm not thinking of anything in particular, but that's more my kind of thing. Yeah. Not because I'm playing a role. It's just what I grew, there was the Windsor Inn on Hampton Avenue. That kind of, that's what I grew up around. That's what I like. I like what I perceive to be as real. Uh-huh. And that's the kind of radio or podcasting I like to do. Mm-hmm. And so it would be disingenuous to come on here and represent myself as something other than, yeah, I'm not sure if there's a God. Mm-hmm. And guess what? I know you're not either. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to force right. my agnosticism on you and then also turn it into to law right uh yeah, yeah because you know what that is that's a theocracy and i'm not going to say yeah you know i've had threesomes foursomes and i actually think it's great for a relationship if you don't want to don't doesn't fucking bother me right but i don't know i enjoyed it and from my understanding we all like to fuck and then i'm not going to tell you you need to curse but right. for me that's live and how, let live Tim. yeah i'm telling you man two things 
Two things. Now I feel like Jack Palance in City Slickers. Uh, Good. <laughs> Glad Palance got brought up. Yeah, it's I mean, the bingo card. The bingo card it's here. about on, damn time Jack Palance got his flowers on I swear podcast. to you. It's weird to cite this. Uh, I wrote about it when, uh, I don't even know how, I, I happened to see this last night when I made the announcement on the fan page that we were coming to Hubbard. Yeah. Which I think was December 1st or 2nd of 21. Yep. Uh, well, certainly the juice is worth the squeeze was the image I used. Or the yeah. juice was worth the squeeze, which is what, and you still haven't watched The Girl, Girl Next, Next Door. Girl Next Door, yeah. And the thing is, with The Girl Next Door, I'm like, I wonder what you'll really think about it, because right. you were six when it came out. Right. I just think it's an amusing film. But I do believe in the juice being worth the squeeze. Sure, I think sure. it's such a simple analytic. But the reason I bring it up is, is the live and let live thing. Dennis Miller, who... You probably now think of, I mean, when I say Dennis Miller, what do you think of? Bunny Ranch, right? I'm no, thinking of Dennis Jesus Hoff. Christ, you're thinking the wrong guy. <laughs> I don't know. De- you don't even know who he is. I've heard the name. Okay. I mean, De- Dennis Miller to somebody who's 24 is certainly de- different than Dennis Miller to somebody who's 64. Uh-huh. And then I'm kind of in this weird spot right, right. in my mid-40s. He was the Saturday Night Live weekend update anchor. Uh-huh. In the 80s and 90s, then it became Kevin Nealon, Norm MacDonald, I think brief time with Colin Quinn, and then you got to the Tina Fey, Amy Poehler era, right? and then maybe Tina Fey and Jimmy Fallon, or maybe Fallon was before Amy Poehler. Either way, point Seth being, Myers, yeah, yeah. what's that? And then Seth Meyers. Then Seth Meyers, right. Just. And now you got Colin Jost and uh, Michael Chase. So, with that all said, that he was kind of like this edgy, mm-hmm. then he got an HBO show. Mm. And he had high equity, and he was writing books, and he had this cutting-edge comedy, kind of like like the Jack Palance reference, which right. is by no means cutting-edge comedy. You know, to cite I think a, he won an Oscar for that role. He did. I he did a one-handed push-up on the Academy Award stage That's because right. he was so old. That's right. Uh, to show people that he was uh, still viable. But the, the point being is m- the Miller's humor, I don't know if it was necessarily funny. It was the rush you got was the dopamine of being like catching one of his obscure references mm-hmm. and he would do it with this quick delivery. He would do these rants. It's kind of mm-hmm. like it was like the grandfather of Bill Maher's new rules sort of. Mm-hmm. And then I think he lost his edginess, hipness, whatever, mm-hmm. when he became, he went on Monday Night Football, which is kind of before your time as well. You were alive. But that was with John Madden, right? No, Madden? fuck no. Madden wouldn't fuck with that. Who was on the team? It was, it was, I think it was Al Michaels, Dennis Miller. They re- they renovated Monday Night Football. So he wasn't a was, guest. He was a full time. He, he was the color con. He was Troy oh. Aikman. Oh, yeah. Here, I'm, gonna, I, I, I'm obligated to look this up because I realize a lot of people listening to this won't even know. I remember his, I happened to be at his first broadcast because it was a Rams Dolphins, how I remember this shit is so fucking weird, in Canton, Ohio, Okay. for, they did the Hall of Fame oh, game. Hall of Fame game, yeah. And I don't think I was there, I was just there because it was a Rams game. Uh-huh. And, uh, and their first game uh, was, would have been 2001, I guess, and it was a big deal. What was the Monday, who's the, I know it was Al Michaels and Dennis Miller, but who was the third person? Boomer? No, they fired Boomer Esiason. So he had been on, I'm reading it right, by the end of the 1990 season, Monday Night Football had its ratings decline for the fifth season in a row. And after turning things around, ABC fired Boomer Esiason, who had been on the show for two years. Okay. So they made this big change, and it was a huge thing to try to get back the excitement, as I read from Wikipedia. I knew right. it was the Howard Cosellar, which I don't remember, and I, obviously you don't. Um, so, oh, was it Kornheiser? 
Oh, they announced wow. that Miller had beaten out Rush Limbaugh and Tony Kornheiser. How about that? I didn't even know Limbaugh was in the mix. Imagine that. Um, and I don't know who they put him with. I still don't fucking mention it. Uh, oh, the show's official season opener was, so it was Al Michaels, oh, Dan Fouts, and then Eric Dickerson, who was brutal. ED. Yeah. It was rough. Yeah. He was a guy who was kind of KOMU weekend newscast, obscure reference for those of you who didn't go to the University of Missouri. If you did, you know. Uh, and Melissa Stark. And they made this big thing. Eric just isn't a broadcaster. Right. You know, he came on our show a few times and I talked to him. But I mean, as far as you just know, you know when you got it, you know when somebody doesn't and you can't fix that. Um, the preseason Hall of Fame game between the, I don't think it was, but maybe it was. Okay. Well, either way, I saw him in the, the press box in Canton. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I think that kind of ruined him. Mm. And then I think now, I think he's now a conservative. Yeah, he's on Fox News. Oh, wow. Uh, but I don't think he's necessarily like, you know, to that. And yeah, he does it. And I remember interviewing him on KFNS because it was my podcast. Because he was promoting his radio show, which I would imagine um, he ended the show. Okay, yeah, the show ended uh, in 2015. Point being, for me to cite him as kind of an influence will probably be weird. But I remember, and this is timely, and I, um, I believe one of his rants was, he would always start, now I don't mean to get off on a rant here, and that was how he would get off on the rant. Right. And it would just be this, like, It'd be cutting. It'd be commentary. It is. It really is. It true for those of you who remember the Dennis Miller show on HBO, um, and watch Bill Maher now. It really is similar to Noodles. It really is. It was quicker, and the references were obscure. And then he would take these references, and then he injected them and forced them into Monday Night Football, and it was a disaster. It was a disaster. Yeah. It really was bad. But I think it ruined his for whatever I guess edge. Right. Right. And you know, I don't know. There's. Taking politics out of it, you know, show me a conservative commentator who you think is, you know. Got any street cred? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the last stop. Right. To to go visit the land of the old. (laughs) Yep, yep. You make a lot of money doing it, don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's Uh, business-wise. Yeah, but hey, either way, I mean, I kind of think Mars going down that road, not necessarily conservative. I think he's trying to wake up people who would vote for whomever in 2024, going, hey, this is why quote-unquote, we don't win because of all this dumb shit that people associated with the left do yeah. that we need to distance ourselves from. I think I, I truly think it's a strategy. And I have other people say, oh, he's doing it for money. I'm like, you don't get it. It gets to a point when you have so much money and you're in your late 60s, you don't fucking care. He has right. no dependence. He could be making $2 million a year. And I know he's making a lot more than that because it's L.A. money, so it's basically a million in St. Louis. And he's fine. He doesn't fucking care. Right. It's like Carlin at the end. Yeah. Uh, I think he was just like, this is so fucked up, and I got to talk about it. Yeah. Um, so I think that's what we're seeing with Mar. To get back on Miller, believe it or not, I'm going to return to where we were. Jackson, mm-hmm. just did you just look at your watch? I'll fucking come over there, and all hell will break loose. I don't have a watch. You don't have a watch. No, I just scratched my hand. <laughs> that's how hypersensitive I you were about to come over the top of it. Yeah, I was. I was going to come over. Uh he was, I think it was an, not, I mean, on abortion of all things, or maybe it was religion. I don't know. Something that had religious overtones. Uh-huh. And he said, essentially, he was saying what you said, live and let live. He just said it more colorfully. Right. And so help me, that was something that is, I've, I've held on to, to each their own. Mm-hmm. 
as long as it doesn't impact other people, right. which I still, to this day, I saw, probably saw that 25 years ago. And I, and I don't know how that doesn't work. Right. I right. really don't. It's yeah, a guy. So and then weird. treat others how you want to be treated. Those are my two things. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they are, it's you know, simple. and it, it's so strange that that's, and that, that's my code. I, I, that's sure, sure as hell isn't the 10 commandments. No, but I mean, it just so happens that the, the, the you know, treat that I believe is from the new Testament. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's simple. I mean, it's just like, but it's, but it's, I don't, do it because it's the New Testament. Right. I do it because I think it's a right way for me right. and I think for others to go about life. But if they don't do it, they don't do it. Then I'm not going to roll with them. I'm not going right. to hang with them. I don't want to hang with them, you know? Like it's exact. like if people let you do what you like to do and you let people do what they like to do and everyone lives kind of in harmony in that sense, who loses? Yeah, That's I think I'm... maybe it's maybe how I – not that I came to terms with because I'm in my 20s, but like the way people view – gays and lesbians in 2022 mm-hmm. for you know probably what you experienced in Columbia Missouri like I can't imagine now maybe I'm wrong I don't fucking know that it would have been cool to like shit on somebody for being gay when you were in Columbia mm. oh it wasn't it I mean, it would like if it, if you're like with your close circle of friends, like that. That's you know one thing. But really, like, that's if someone did it to some random person, though, that'd be well, like, yeah, that yeah. But like, problem. I mean, like in my experience in Columbia, Missouri, which was 20 years before yours, uh-huh. not to say that it went on, but if anything, I mean, I would imagine it was just a bunch of people who were closeted. Right, you know? right. If it was if it was that sense, we would always make homoerotic jokes similar to what we do on TMA. Right, right. But it's not it's not done with malice or no, like, like no. It, it, so my point being. That there has been such progress. Right. Now, you can make an observation and go, oh my God, how can you say that? But truly, I don't know how somebody can't say that there hasn't been progress. Certainly. Take your pick. I realize it might be a low point at this particular moment on take your pick of whatever yeah. issue. If we're going to highlight certain social media accounts or people who make money by lying to you, by promoting that there are all these issues with social issues that I'm talking about more on the right to scare people into voting for policies that are not economically advantageous for them. But either way, that I I see that and I think to myself that is where I to each their own yeah. and treat others how you want to be treated and that's it mm-hmm. that's all I got oh, and I and I and I would teach and I am in the process of teaching one of my sons who's starting to get old enough and I will do the same with my other child and it's just like and if anything you know I mean I'm telling you because to me that's my biggest responsibility is to to raise my children. Mm-hmm. To treat people well. Yeah. That's it. I don't give a fuck what they wind up doing, uh, you know, as far as career-wise. Um, I want them to be happy, and I want them to treat people well. And that's it. Yeah. That's, all I'm, that's, all, that's all I'm asking for. Yep. Uh, and that's my responsibility mm-hmm. as far as the treating people well part. Um, but, yeah, that was, that was an important part of the whole thing that then I think circles back to how the show operates. Because... <laughs> If, if somebody were to just take quotes from the shit that we say on the show over the years and then just put that up, we'd, get be, ta- we'd be taken out on social media instantaneously. Yeah. But why are we above the law, mm-hmm. I s- suppose, which I feel like I've kind of been asked before. And I think it's because the audience knows it's, it's absolutely not malicious, number right. one, but then secondarily we all are ripping on ourselves and each other and we don't bring people in who aren't willing to participate. Exactly. You know, if Iggy pulled me aside one day 
and said, you know, that really bothered me, or I really prefer that you don't read those texts about that. Never hear it again. Right. Nor, exactly. would, nor would you hear an explanation about it unless Iggy wanted to explain right. it. Right. So it's a it's a two way street. Right. On the way that we handle this stuff, and I think that's why. I don't know. I've never really thought about it until right. this moment. I think that's why we quote unquote get away with it. Right. Right. Because but the perception of the show was one, or still to this day is. Hell, as a matter of fact, I'm not going to get into it, but we just heard about it. You know, from a, a business that is conservative, mm-hmm. and like, ah, oh, we don't know if we want to get. And then you start listening and you get to know the people involved with the show or the show or the people who listen to the show and how charitable they are. And you go, oh, my God, this thing's a, you know, this thing is this thing is much bigger than the people who are yeah. hosting it, producing it, whatever right. term you would want to. Right. You know. Right. When you when I think you when you you said it really well, where you're ripping yourself and everyone on the show more than, you know, we don't bring people in um, who, are, who aren't. We don't take unwanted shots. We never would make a malicious statement about a group of people or a singular individual never happen. And like you said, we all have this mutual respect where if one of us didn't want something talked about oh, yeah, and it was discussed it. before, it wouldn't ever happen. But here's an interesting little fun fact of the five who are currently on the show. That's never happened. Nobody no. has said, no. don't right. talk about this. Don't say we got together as a group on January 8th, I guess it was of 2021 and said, we're just not going to get into politics anymore. There's a, and in, like I said, it's been one of the most, I didn't think of it in the mo- moment, but it was it's probably one of the best things that, that you know, it's not like we accomplished anything. We just made a decision as, as a group that yeah. it just was, you know. No, it and occasionally it. it'll pop up. And, and, well, I guess you can see me because you can see the YouTube. You might notice. Anybody who's watching, watch, yeah. watch, watch what happens. For, Either yeah. I start, I reach for my phone and go Instagramming or I pick the, I find that one beat where nobody's talking and then I Pull it back in, or I go with a live reach. Live reach, like, I know. Yeah. That's I just. It's not. We're not. It's just no upside. Where's the upside? We talk about upside in it. Well, I, just... I I enjoy talking about it, but it's but TMA is not right where people. It, TMA is for most people an escape. Yeah. Uh, we still occasionally, and I mean occasionally, and when I say occasionally, I mean once every couple of weeks at the most. We'll get a, you know, like we got one last week. Like I'm talking one. Cardinals are in first place. Oh, I can't yeah. believe you guys are like one of those. Yeah, that's that. Those are and like, like so uh, but then on, on the balloon party text line, like today it was like, oh yeah, I forgot these people are still out there. Like, you know, I'm trying to get my kids off social media, and all you're doing is talking about social media. I'm like, oh my god, I'm, you know, you know, what do I tell my kids? Text. I'm like, I, yeah. I don't interact with this yeah. world, which not, I'm so not, grateful yeah, for. Yeah, not as serious. Uh, what do I tell my kids? Right, text. but I, mean, I think that text was. I mean, it's oh, hundred percent. Okay. Oh, yeah. that was, that was but, real. I mean, that's like I, which I also am grateful for that I don't have to, nor do I want to, associate with that. And I'm sure they don't want to associate with me. It's mutual. Um, I'm grateful it wasn't a plan, but I'm very glad that because I talk about sex openly, organizations that otherwise would ask me to MC shit don't ask me so then I don't have to come up with some excuse to not do it because I don't want to do it. <laughs> right. And it's not because I don't want to do charitable things. I love the fact that we've raised as much money as we have over yeah. the years for the show. I don't want to be around a bunch of fake bullshit. That's what I don't want. If you wanted me to come to do something that was going to raise money and it's, like I said, the Biggie's Bar kind of yeah. setup, right. and I just I keep using Biggie's Bars. If it's some historic bar, it's a great bar. But, you know, like that kind of event... I'm not your black tie, no. you know, 
everything's wonderful in St. Louis. Oh, let's give a round of applause. Fuck off. Right. You know, we got problems and we're going the wrong way. But you don't want to hear that. Right. You know, and I'm not your guy. And I'm glad you're not inviting me. So I'll talk more about whatever bullshit that right. you don't want, you know, whoever uppity motherfucker doesn't want me there. Good, because I don't want to be there either. But with regards to the show, somehow, and I guess it's because of what we're talking about, people know it's not malicious, and they also know that we're all ripping on ourselves, right. you know, and right. I guess that's why, because on the outside looking in, it is a little surprising that we... Now, I also will say this, I think it's important to note this, that is not how I was at the beginning of the morning grind. Mm -hmm. I don't remember, you know, specific things but I just know, like, it, and just I look back on it, it just makes me really, I don't know what the right term would be, disappointed in myself, I guess, for lack of a better term. Uh, mm -hmm. I guess, if anything, I'm happy that I have, I don't know what the right term would be, changed, evolved, I don't sure. know. Yeah, yeah but um, it's still there, it's still it's something that I did, and, mm -hmm. I'm, and, and again, it's not like it was like, it, but I'm just like, I'm like, wow, it just... Just mean, I think, yeah. is probably what I would say. Yeah, and that's saying. just, there's any meanness, which pops up so rarely on the show, uh, it's almost like, holy shit, where'd that yeah. come there's from? There's nothing fun about being mean or or talking about people. Well, there's a lot of money in it right now. Sure, sure, broadcasting, sure. There's but, money in it, but there's no, but you know, you feel like dirty after. like Yeah, and, and I just don't know where I was mentally that I was like that or where I was emotionally. Right. And I'm sure some people say it probably changed when you had kids, and it didn't. It, it's been going on uh, for a while. Yeah. But again, as I oftentimes say, I'm not, you know, the person who wants to, to like, I'm good in a one-on-one -on -one situation. I love meeting listeners one-on-one, -on -one, mm -hmm. and I love interacting with listeners one-on-one. -on -one. But uh, if the judge and jury on who I am as a person is how I behave at a Hot Shots on a Thursday night when I have to host a two-and-a-half-hour show after hosting a three-hour show and then a one-hour show and then possibly a sounds or a podcast uh, is how, you know, people think of me, then you probably don't think real highly of me because I'm there to work and do my job, yeah. which I think then gave me eyes into going, man, he's not really a nice guy when I'd be down at Bush Stadium trying to get guys who are getting ready to do their job, mm -hmm. hitting right, the cage, right, right. will you give me five minutes? And they, you know, like, no, we're working, you <laughs> yeah, know? But yeah. I go, no, you're playing baseball. No, that's their job. Right. And so it's been, you know, I would do any, I sometimes think of it, man, uh, of what, how valuable it would be to have the knowledge you have at 45 like if i were 24 mm -hmm. like i'd be fucking lethal you know <laughs> right like let me give you which i get away i tried to yeah not, not, I, not, I try to absorb as oh as it's because because you could wind up being lethal because one of the things i know you were thinking about maybe talking about on this one is like the the business of this show's business, which is different than the business that I'm leaning up right now against the 105.7 The Point studio, which there isn't a more successful radio station in St. Louis than 105.7 yeah. The Point. Yeah. Uh, and the Rizzuto show is a huge, huge part of that, but it's just an incredibly successful station. But our business is different than their business. No doubt. And so, um, but that's something that took, took time to learn. Um, and uh, and I guess it's worked. I guess obviously it's worked, but it but 
you know, it's a different thing. And, and here at Hubbard now, they're learning that this thing is different than the other things. It, not that it's bad or good, but it's just different, and you have to treat it differently. Uh, they realize the significance of the audience, yeah. that this is not something we just do whatever, and then, you know, the audience provides valuable feedback. And I want that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I enjoy that. I like I like that. I, I, I prefer it to be one-on-one. I prefer people actually approaching me via email uh, as opposed to, like, going through what people apparently were doing, which is Jay Randolph Jr., which strikes, me, <laughs> which strikes me is so fucking strange, yeah. or Iggy, yeah. you know. It's a five-year one. Um, like, why not ask me? I, I mean, I'm, I, I, Iggy makes a big deal out of his email being out there. I've been giving my email out. Yeah, it's true. You've been giving <laughs> your email out for years. For, like, at this point, I think decades. Yeah, seriously. Um, but I, yeah, but Buddy Bates used to be the Cardinal Equipment Manager. He'd see me down at the ballpark. He goes, T. McKernan, Hotmail.com, T. McKernan, <laughs> Hotmail.com. Because I think he thought it was funny that I'd get my email. Like, but that's how I can interact with people. I yeah. like it. I prefer a one-on-one, but if you dress somebody down in a group setting, I don't think you're necessarily coming to the table with a good faith effort to like communicate. Right. Right. You're trying to get likes and put on a show on that end, real, oh. you know. So yeah, I don't know, Jackson. I don't know anything else. I know you want to leave. I can tell your body language screams it. I get it. It's four forty-five. Does it? Is it screaming? Hundred percent. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. But you're I mean, it's, it's not. Player. It's not a real Ivy like Negranu read here. I mean, it's you've been here probably for close to twelve hours. Yeah. That's the thing. That's what to me is so fucked up. I can keep going. I know, like <laughs> that is fucked up. <laughs> I know, and I'm telling you. And We've I don't know what like Tommy or John Kiowski will walk by here and they'll give that look like. They'll look at their, they'll point yeah. at like their watch and yeah. go, "The fuck are you doing?" Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know. But this is this is. But I enjoy. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I enjoy, but I enjoy being able to communicate with the audience, and I'm glad that people have enjoyed uh, the stories. Uh, at some point, you will get 2013, mm. August of 2013, and uh, and. 2016 to 2021 and maybe you'll find it fascinating maybe you won't i don't know I, i'm pretty confident you will yeah, yeah. The, thing, the thing is that my history of the morning grind i left a lot of it out i don't know who i was talking to about it um and i said yeah i left the you know some of the things that would be more in the category of titillation yeah out the things that'll sell the books i suppose <laughs> right but uh yeah now people have an idea of the detail on it but uh yeah i want to make sure i express even though I didn't really consider, I didn't even know we were coming up on 500 episodes until you brought it up a couple months ago. But mm-hmm. uh, the gratitude I have for the whole experience, whether it be the show or the podcast, it doesn't matter. But I mean, this is, as I always say, man, if it ended today, mm-hmm. and it will, there will be a day where today is the day it ends. Yeah. And it, who knows? Who knows? Maybe the today is the day it ends. Uh, my gratitude for being able to do this in my hometown. When I was caddying at Old Warson, and I only caddied there for like a month, um, in 1998, I remember thinking to myself, God, all I want to do, because I remember seeing Joe Buck there, and I thought, all I want to do is play golf in the morning and then call Cardinal games at night, as if, like, it's all yeah. I want to do. Of course I should be able to do that. And in a roundabout way, I kind of was able to do it. It just is inverse. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, it's, and I, I think, honestly, at this point, I would rather do TMA than call Cardinal games, as yeah. weird as that might sound. Um, and then be able to go off in the afternoon and do it in my hometown. So in that sense, and then also to be able to work with the people we work with, yourself included, have worked with, um, 
because you know it's 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 been especially on this show a really good group of people uh you know you don't i I think it's the kind of thing that like when you're 75 you look back on man that was really great Mm -hmm. but uh there have been times uh, spring training certainly will be times where i think to myself man i am so fucking lucky and i am so grateful that i get to do this Mm -hmm. Uh, because I know a lot of people would like to do it. I know a lot of people maybe were trying to do it, but we got to do it, you know? Yeah, and so, um, it's not taken for granted, um, because the people who right now, if you're listening to this, that means you've listened to like two hours of this. You obviously are invested in it and there's a great deal of gratitude. And I don't know if people like when people pull back the curtain or not. Uh, if it's better, if it's show, like Doug certainly has a more, this is the show, and then he keeps things behind the curtain. Sure. And it's, it, you know, yeah. but I go behind the curtain, uh, and maybe it's not good to go behind the curtain. I don't know. But, you know, for the purpose of making sure I say it and it is officially on the record, I feel so fucking fortunate to have been able to do this show for 18 years, to have been able, even TV, which I wound up not, not disliking, but just being bored with. Um, in my hometown, I mean, holy shit, and a run of some great sports too. I mean, yeah, I haven't, I haven't, se- I've seen one losing Cardinal season since I came back. Wow, holy shit, <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. Uh, I've seen the Blues win the Cup. I've seen the Blues in the Western Conference Finals three times. I've seen Super Bowls. I attended Super Bowls. I saw two, Missouri yeah, play Mizzou, Kansas. SEC championship. Yeah, games. I, saw, I went to Missouri Auburn, Missouri Alabama, Missouri in the Elite Eight both years that mm-hmm. they were there. I was at the games. Um. Yeah. You know, much less coming in from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Like, when, like I'll be out playing with some younger guys, golf, and uh, in case you think I'm molesting children. And, uh, and they're like, oh, what do you do for a living? Just making conversation. I go, I do a radio show. And then they ask about it. And, I, and they go, so what do you like talk about? I go, honestly, I don't know. Yeah, I bet. I've had those tough conversations. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's actually a tough conversation. And like it was one of the guys in the bag room at, uh, at Westboro, the only sure. place I've been fired from, <laughs> uh, even though I know some of you are listening and hoping for that next moment right. when the next one comes. And <laughs> right. it's coming. Trust yeah. me, it'll come. Yep. Uh, that, uh, yeah, you know, I used to work in here, and I got fired. They go, why the fuck did you get fired? I go, well, I went out and played golf while I was working in the bag room. And they go, no way. And I go, well, they got to fire for that. I go, well, the thing is, they warned me, and then I came back out, and I did it again. Like, what an asshole. <laughs> and they go, so you do a show now, and you just, like, fuck off for three hours? I go, yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. And they go, how do you do that? And I go, I don't know, but that's what we do. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It is, you explain it to people, and they're like, they're almost like kind of like, all right, let crazy guy go back yeah. to doing what crazy guy does. Well, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's the so, truth. And but it is, blessing. and it's with people who make me laugh my ass off and on top of it who I like. Because yeah. oftentimes in radio you will have situations where people are kind of in a marriage because you need the other one because you're doing a show together. But you don't like each other a lot. Well, like the Francesa Mad Dog thing is, is, one of the Mad more, Dog. is one of the more famous ones. Yeah. I'm aware of others. Uh and so when you have a group, and again, it's not like we're hanging out. I think it'd be fucking weird if we hung out for a lot of reasons. But uh, but just, you know, you know, people who make you laugh and you're, you know, you look forward to seeing. Yep. There's no bullshit behind the scenes. Yep. Uh, you can't put a dollar value on that. And I'm just incredibly grateful, even though this podcast is separate from TMA. I think there's obvious overlap. And mm-hmm. since people wanted to hear TMA stuff... It's important to 
drive home that, um, and I think now people know it, but the success story, if it was called that, of TMA, while Inside STL may own the intellectual property, the success of it is owned and shared by, man, probably 50-plus people. Because yeah. I'll go to board operators, I'll go to producers, I will go to salespeople in a major way, and certainly on air, and people we have worked with behind the scenes. Um, and without those relationships and how you cultivate and manage those relationships, uh, you can't have the show. Yeah. And so I am just, I'm incredibly grateful. And so if, if there's going to be something that I want to make sure the people who are listening to this get out of it, even though you're not getting uh, gossip per se, uh, you know, that's, that's an important thing that I always want people to know is that I think we're all aware, um, that lightning struck and it wasn't at 1380, the woman that was here <laughs> and, we, putting it. and, uh, and we got it and yeah. you didn't, I mean, like I said, man, if they came in and they could, yeah, you know, we gotta, we gotta make cuts. Yeah. I go, fine. Yeah. God bless. Yeah. Nothing but good to us, even though we've only been here six months. Tip my cap, you know, and we'll go do it somewhere else and be fine. Mm-hmm. But I am, but the gratitude I have for what we have been able to experience as a group, um, and I and I say that really, I left out. And it, I know it sounds like an, a speech of sorts, but you brought it up earlier. Uh, the audience, yeah. the audience, not only the loyalty of the audience and the love of the show of the audience, but the audience so much, so much talent contributing content. Yeah, yeah. You know, that is, that's, that's rare. You've plenty of talented people come through and do radio shows and talent is in the eye of the beholder, but I can't imagine an audience in a local St. Louis show has been as involved mm-hmm. with creating absolutely famous segments yeah content you know? is created right we, we mean there's been whole segments done off a of single text right and, right and and you could call that a lack of preparation no, I, and that's fine but it, it, is. it is but what you it call is. it what it is it is it's a lack of preparation but it's organic and it's crowdsourced and it's fun and it's and it's easy to listen to and that's what makes it so I think the audience enjoyed so much and why we enjoy the audience so much. it's a symbiotic relationship where we're going to give this to you just got to help us out a little bit and throw us a little bit of you know your interaction it's such a great relationship that's so rare and like you said you know lightning has struck and, and we're lucky to keep the the energy in the bottle yeah. in a sense it's uh, I don't know man I, I I'm, I'm yeah, because I, I think I express it, but I want to make sure I do here since I know people, you know, with episode 500 uh, have, uh, you know, are listening. And I just want to make sure that I say it. Because, and I, I also just want to make sure I vocalize it because mm-hmm. it's just something that I think oftentimes in a moment when there are, you know, something you don't, you look back and you go, man, that was great. I didn't appreciate it. And I don't even know whatever year it was. I remember getting on I-95 North to head to Roger Dean Stadium. Mm-hmm. This is well before I would spend a lot of time there. And and go, God, how fucking lucky am I? Lucky. Mm-hmm. Lucky. Not talented, didn't earn it. I don't feel that way. Uh, that I get to go to the team I have lived and died for for so many years. Mm-hmm. Their spring training yeah. in February, being paid to do it, paid for my accommodations and my meals, 
with guys who I'm going to laugh with and the Cardinals are going to come on our show and bullshit and, you know, however many people are going to be listening to it. In love. I mean, just, you know, just an, an incredible amount of gratitude. I really am, you know, because you pause and you think about how many people go to Columbia, Missouri, or yeah. go to Northwestern or Syracuse or yeah. ASU or whatever, Indiana, yeah. whatever the fuck it is, Broadcast Center, Lindenwood, whatever, and want to do what is a handful of jobs. Yeah. And then we sit here and do whatever stupid shit it is that we do, and it winds up working out. Uh, you know, that is uh, that is incredibly fortunate. So, yes, there absolutely have been and are uh, moments that are brutal. And I honestly wouldn't wish upon other people who I don't like. Yeah, That has been a big part of it. It absolutely has. But it would be irresponsible to talk about the history of this show and focus on that. Mm-hmm. Because the truth is, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. for every weekday since July of 2004 has been an absolute honor to get to do. And that's something that, you know, yes, maybe 10.01 all the way up into 6.59 the next day could be rough. And there were certainly times that it was. But but for the most part, uh, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. has been, you know, I mean, like a vacation. Yeah. Seriously. And so I think it's important to make sure that the overarching theme of this is one of gratitude. Uh, Jackson, you will be grateful that I am done. Woo! Yeah. How Woo. does it make you feel? You know, the, the folks might have thought they were going to get some gossip, but they got some gratitude. And you know what? I think that's a nice consolation. For is us. that right? I, I do. think people would have preferred me to go, fine, fuck it, here we go. <laughs> yeah, just tear the I Because th- I, the thing is, I know you don't know everything. I don't. Around no, I for, don't. And I think you'd be sitting there and you'd be going, I, I can already picture you. Well, you're, you'd be going. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I could see that on myself right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's more. I mean, it's, I'm going to get going, so I'm not. I'm just going to stop. You can just turn off the mic like you do on 101. Because I feel, I honestly feel badly for you. It's a little piddle show. Yeah, that, uh, but there, yeah, there's, there is so much. I don't know, man. I don't know. I just, I, I'm like, if I wrote a book, like, who would really fucking care? Like, I don't know. Yeah. But at the same time, if it like appealed to people beyond like the little world in right. here, and so there's Louis, a way to like, right, make it much more consumable for someone because if i do it you know i'm not gonna like half-ass it no it's gonna be like okay and it's gonna be a i don't know how long of a project a couple of years oh yeah for sure um but yeah i've had i've had so many people who know the stories and it's not like there's so many people who know the stories but the people who know the stories are like they'll just like hear something and go dude you seriously gotta write a book or i mean this is great that you're you know this is you know what you're making or whatever you're leaving a lot of money on the table by not like turning this into a show. Right. This is a show. You're living yeah. a show. Yeah. You know, you already have all the characters. You don't have to come up with anything. You can just change their names. I mean, it's a fucking show. Yeah. Uh, and I could. I don't know. I don't know. Iggy talks about his book. I'll see how that goes. And best of luck. <laughs> best of then, luck. We'll de- then we'll decide whether or not. To... Yeah. Wait till see how Iggy's book plays. Yeah. yeah his book. <laughs> If it goes on the New York Times bestseller, then I know that I can follow it up. Oh, now I'm just thinking of him <laughs> sitting on the on the cover of New York Times. I mean, his is just airing of personal grievances. Yeah, it's a checklist. Mine is just like, this is what happened. Right. Yours you know, probably... you guys, so a lot of you, and well, not a lot of you, a handful of you are going to be like, oh, my God, I never thought this would get out. 
But uh, this is what happened. Iggy might skip a few years and do a non-linear <laughs> storyline, but eventually he'd get to the he'd get to the point. It'd be I'd be great entertainment. Uh, yeah, I really would enjoy reading the eighties <laughs> book. Uh, thank you again to thehomeloanexpert.com. Thank you to Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Thank you to Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling. Thank you to James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. Thank you to Munganast, St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota, uh, all for making the podcast possible. For Action Jackson, I'm Timothy Michael McKernan, closing out episode 500 here on the Tim McKernan Show from the HomeLoanExpert.com studio. How long does it take to tackle a home project? With Angie, you could cross it off your list before this ad is over. Just tell us what you need, indoor or outdoor, repair or redesign, and we handle the rest, sending a top pro to get it done. You don't have to lift a finger, except to tap the screen or click the mouse. Plus, Angie is free to use. So bring us your next home project, and we'll bring it home. Download the app or go to Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com to get started.